Sportsbook. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back. Game over Edmonton. It's your boy, Avery here. Oh my goodness, the Edmonton Oilers once again go into San Jose, California and get a massive win on the road. The Edmonton Oilers right now, y'all, are hot. They're in fuego. They are a team to watch in the Western Conference. And if you're in Alberta, it is a fun time to watch hockey if you're an Oilers or Flames fan. But first, a word from Sports Interaction. Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal. From all your favorite teams and players. With competitive odds, the best live in play, and more ways than ever to get into the game. Like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app Use the QR code you see at the bottom of your screen. Right over there. There we go. That, 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 that little QR code. <laughs> or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get started. 19 plus and please play responsibly. Also, as you can tell back at Avery Manor, it appears, it looks like, it sounds like Yale Mike is working. <laughs> That's the funny thing about tech issues. Every once in a while, you'll get them. Every once in a while, technology will fail on you. But hey, that's that 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 is what it is. <laughs> Hater, what's going on? Yeah, I, yeah, we're trying to sort that one out. The thumbnail. I'm trying. We're trying to figure out why that was exactly Elias Peterson. He's not an Oiler right now. Right now, maybe one day it will be, but <laughs> it was kind of funny setting this up and seeing, oh, that's weird. <laughs> Pearson's our thumbnail. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, hey, we'll get that figured out for the game against Colorado. I don't think we'll have Pearson up there again when the Oilers play Colorado on Tuesday night. But what a dominant game in San Jose for the Oilers. And I got to say, first of all, like Jack Michaels mentioned on the broadcast, Edmonton has gone to San Jose and won both games there to the tune of 13-2. to The domination against the Sharks has been... Oh, wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm getting told. Oh, I'm burying the lead. Yes, I'm apparently burying the lead in terms of what happened today. What else happened? Oh, oh, oh. McDavid 150. Connor McDavid hitting the 150-point mark becoming only the sixth NHLer to hit that mark all time. Six guys. The NHL's been around for over 100 years, and only five other men have hit the 150-point mark. Carter McDavid is not one of them. You gotta clap for the kid. You gotta clap for him, not only for that, but also getting two goals today. He's had 64 goals can he hit 70? Uh, I I don't know. I Probably tough now. He's only probably even harder now. He's only got Colorado and then San Jose. That's probably too much asked for in two games. But I can see McDavid getting to 67, 66, 68 maybe. Maybe 68. Four goals in two more games. It's possible. It's Kyle McDavid. 
but still, outstanding numbers. I don't see how you don't give him Game of the Heart. I really do not see how you don't give him Game of the Heart right now in terms of what he's done. Uh, hater, yeah, McDavid, probably the talk. Yeah, I think 66, 67 is certainly in range for McDavid. Of course, Ovi sits that. The salary cap mark with Ovi at 65. McDavid getting to 66, 67. I think that is entirely in play for Connor McDavid today, um, this season here. What a year he has had, just shattering numbers. And once again, showing to us that what we think is impossible is not impossible to one Carter McDavid. It is so fun to see. On a on a jam-packed day, on a jam-packed day in the NHL, 16 games in action, every team is playing tonight on a very busy Saturday night. So that means you get game overs for every single market in the country. You get game over. Where's, I'm, taking, I'm taking things off tonight. You're getting a healthy dose of game over Edmonton. You're getting game over Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, Vancouver, Ottawa, Winnipeg, Toronto. You're getting the whole network tonight, baby. You are getting the entire network. And of course, if you like the content here on the SDPN YouTube, please like, subscribe. Let's get those likes up. We're at get those likes up, get those viewers up. If you like the content, like. Share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your frenemies what you like about the game over and what we're doing here in whole on the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. It's fun. It's always a blast coming on here every game day and chopping it up with you, the people here in the chat room. Uh, let's see what uh, comments we got here in the chat. Jake, they love Con Edmonton, but no one else cares. Oh, no, this is a big, big... I would say, Jake, this is the biggest story in hockey right now. Doing what Connor is doing. Of course, yes, there's a news. Of course, yes, Eric Carlson's at 100 points or is going to be very soon. Yes, David Pasternak is knocking the door at 60 goals. But I would say that McDavid is the biggest story of the market, too. McDavid is in commercials on ABC. McDavid, I'll say again, McDavid is in commercials on the NHL on ABC. That's huge. So other markets do care. Networks care. He's on TNT ads. You wouldn't see Oilers in other places like that until now. So McDavid is, is certainly getting his due in other markets, as he should be. McDavid getting his due all, all around the hockey world. And it's impossible not to. It's tough. No matter what team he would have been on, it would have been tough to not anoint him the best player in the league for what he's done before this year, but also what he's done this year at 64 goals now and almost a 90 assists. So. It's fun. It's I, I see it all the time on Twitter. It's as if the NHL is too easy for McDavid. He needs a harder league to graduate in somewhere in the world. If he needs if this is the baseball version of quad A, he needs a quintuple A to go play in because <laughs> it's something else. And hater again, yo. That was the Western Conference right now, as we see Edmonton Stones uh, Edmonton. If Edmonton were to finish in first, and if they were to get Calgary, so it, look, it looks right now that the Orlers will be playing the LA Kings uh, as it stands in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. But if the Orlers were to leapfrog the Vegas Golden Knights, which I don't think is going to happen, I don't see Vegas dropping any. I don't see Vegas um, pulling out in the number one spot. But that would be a fun series, though, if we did get Edmonton Calgary. For round one. 
Because I'll give credit to the Flames. They have been able to turn around, like, what, three, four weeks ago. Calgary looked done. Calgary looked cooked like a well-done steak. And here come the Flames now, turning things around. Here comes Nashville. Calgary and Nashville look both done as Winnipeg keeps on faltering. Like Alicia, like Alicia Keys once said, Ah-ha-ha, ha, keep on falling. <laughs> the Winnipeg Jets keep on falling and letting Calgary and Nashville back into things in the Western Conference in wildcard spot, wildcard chases. So that's really going to come down to game 82 in my mind. It really is. But overall, in this game, though, Edmonton get, get six goals. They put six past James Reimer. And great game for Edmonton when it comes to 5-1-5 performance. Edmonton gets five goals on even strength. And Derek Ryan, a shorthanded goal. Edmonton is showing once again. They're a dangerous team when playing shorthanded. That's a horrifying thing if you're an, open, if you're an opposing team. Knowing that this team can find a way offensively to burn you on both power play, which is still chugging along over 30, which is still chugging along, and then shorthanded, they can still find ways to score. So that is a, if I'm LA, of course you can't be, you can't be scared, but you got to pay attention how Edmonton's play, what a man down, is getting better and better as well. So, you know what, though? I'll give... It's not impossible. It will be... Edmonton's schedule right now, they got Colorado and San Jose again. So Edmonton can win out here. And yeah, it, 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 Edmonton would need Vegas to go one-on-one. But oof. I don't know if Vegas is going to drop a game right now. I really don't. We can take a look at the schedules right now to see what Vegas is going to do. Because the Golden Knights are going to be a tough out. The Golden Knights are going to be a tough out no matter who they play. Take a look at the Vegas Golden Knights schedule. So yeah, though, Edmonton's final two games are against Colorado and San Jose. And Vegas will end their season with two games back-to-back against uh, the Kraken. And the Kraken, we see what Seattle has done in the Pacific Division as a very stable team that's clinched their first ever playoff spot. So it'll be tough to see. I mean, it's, it, it'll be no cakewalk in either game, but I think Game, 80, game 82 might determine... Who wins up the division? Either Edmonton or Vegas. Ooh, the suspense. The suspense. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I said this before that this division and, quite frankly, the conference could come down to the last game of the year. And we're getting that right now. We still don't have a clear picture. We still don't know who's winning the Pacific or the West. And we've just finished up game 80. So, it's fun. I like this much more than the Atlantic division race where you knew in the Atlantic it was going to be the Boston Bruins all the way. It was a cakewalk for the Bruins. You knew they were taking home the Atlantic. There was never a debate. It was never in doubt that that was going to be Boston or that Toronto was going to catch them. But the Pacific division right now is still a very, very, very fun crapshoot to watch. It's it's enjoyable. I, I don't know how you cannot enjoy that division right now and what's happening. And again, Edmonton today, uh, varied scoring attack. You got Nugent Hopkins chipping in. You got Nuge. You got McDavid. You had Hyman, Derek Ryan, Philip Broberg. Philip Broberg gets his first goal of the year in the third period. Love, love the game that Broberg played today. Mm-hmm. Very deserving of that goal. But that pass from Drysdale to get to Broberg. Oof, that pass. Leon, sir, 
Leon Dreisaitl with eyes in the back of his head, getting that puck towards Philip Broberg. And then again, uh, I mentioned off the top, Brian Nugent Hopkins opened the scoring, and Brian Nugent Hopkins this year has his first 100-point season, 37 goals. And how do you not feel good for Brian Nugent Hopkins has done, finding his game even more in Season 12 in the NHL as an Edmonton Oiler? What Nugent's done this year, elevating his game to the next level and becoming that, and once again, Shocking this um, division. Oh, some stranger. I'm to your comment section. Gun invaded by ah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. The comment section is interesting. It's a wild, wild place, stranger. It's a very, it's a very wild place. Okay, so Hater right here um, clears things up for us when it comes to the division race. Edmonton wins the next game. Vegas lose. Vegas loses one more. They're tied in regulation win. Edmonton will be ahead on regulation wins. Okay. The regulation wins play would be the tiebreaker that when it comes to Edmonton Vegas. Interesting. Interesting stuff. But again, love that it's coming down to game 80, game 81, game 82. Very intriguing stuff. Very fun stuff to see. And I, I mentioned a scoring attack, but can we give a little bit, little bit of praise to Matthias Ekholm? On the Zach Hyman goal. Matthias Ekholm has two Sharks on him. To get that pass. Get that pass through two defenders. To Zach Hyman. Such a skilled play. To get that puck on Zach Hyman's stick. With two Sharks converging on him. Matthias Ekholm deserves a lot more praise for that pass to Zach Hyman. That play started with him getting that puck towards the net. Towards Zach Hyman. And once again, Matthias Ekholm has shown... How he was worth the investment. How he was worth the trade that did see Tyson Berry and Reed Schaefer going to Nashville. What he has brought uh, defensively, but offensively has been fun. It's been fun to watch. And I know Matisse Ekholm, I know it's a stat that I don't like. It's a stat that I think is very overrated. I think it's a stat that people put too much faith in. But I will say this much. Matisse Ekholm being a plus six today... That's a good thing. That is a very good thing. If you value plus minus as a quantifiable stat for hockey, Echo being a plus six is a good thing. Really is. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that should have been a shout-out, too. I know Thomas Hurdle got a goal in the first period to tie things up, being Stuart Skinner. But it, it is what it is, though. And Edmonton, again, showing that they can do more than score on the power play. Only had one power play the entire game, didn't score on it. But again, Edmonton scores five even strength goals. They score shorthanded. And they, even though, yes, this power play at Edmonton is potent, it is breaking records, they're not power play merchants. They're not. They're, on the, they're elite on a power play, yes. But they've shown time and time again they can win a game without scoring a power play goal or even being on the man advantage. That's a great sign that this team isn't going out and needing the power play to win games. Because if that's all they were doing, if they couldn't score at all on five on five or shorthanded or even strength, then that would have been a it would have been an issue if they weren't scoring on any other aspect or being effective anywhere else but the power play. And they're doing much more than that. 
So full cool to Edmonton, what they've done, and what they did today in the 6-1 win over San Jose. And also, it was it was really fun to... It was really, really fun seeing uh, we saw Jason Demare, 700 game for the or 700 game in his career. Cool to see him get called up, playing that game, and see him being celebrated by Shark fans, Orla fans who were there. So that was cool to see him get a, get that 700 game in his call up game. And it sounded like Ram McLeod was coming off the LTIR. He, he's eligible to play on Tuesday. So thankfully, it appears the LTIR will not be a huge thing when it comes to Ryan McLeod. Which is great to see come playoff time. And now with Edmonton, a couple of games left. And I will not... I really want to see Dylan Holloway get recalled come playoff time. He is someone who I, think, who I definitely think deserves to play a little bit more playoff hockey. Deserves a chance. He'll be an upgrade on that Oilers uh, forward core. If Holloway plays on the third line, he's definitely an improvement. If he goes to the fourth line, Dylan Holloway brings much more offense. Even though I, I even though I like guys like Clean Costin on that fourth line, Holloway brings a bit more uh, than Costin. J- uh, Jake here. The Oilers are on a heater. Well, I would, I would say it's more just a heater. I would say because Edmonton, when it, you go back to even back to what early. They've not they've not lost uh, game regulation in quite some time. This isn't just a small sample size of world success. So this is a team that looks looks much much better than what they had last year. And hate it. Edmonton plays LA in the first round. Ooh. My prediction for that series. Well, first of all, you can't sleep on the Kings. What they have done, what they have done this year. They're still a dangerous team Western Conference. And with goaltending, I didn't well with goaltending, I didn't think would really carry them. But you still have Kopitar, I follow. This is still a very dangerous team when it comes to offense. So I will say it won't go it won't go seven. It won't go seven, but I will say Edmonton in six. Edmonton beats the Kings in six games. So but it'll be fun though because we saw how how LA in that series was able at times to neutralize McDavid. We saw Philip Dandeno play well against McDavid in that series last spring. So one thing about the Kings, they're not going to just roll over and die. They're not going to just let the Oilers have a series win. It's going to be a very tough, very locked down series. Tom McClellan knows Tom McClellan knows McDavid and dry sidle. Nugent Hopkins very well. He knows what he's up up against. He knows what they can do. So I don't think the Kings are going to just roll over and die. That series is going to go six games. But it's going to be six very entertaining games for all of us here watching, all of us us covering that series, and all of us who are going to be in the building. But I cannot wait because Oiler games in the springtime, the playoff games. At Edmonton Oilers playoff game, if you're there, if you are there, you can smell it in the air. You can see what happens uh, in the Moss Pit. You inside Rogers Place, inside Rogers Place is during a playoff game as loud as can be. I it was a treat for me to cover it last year for the hockey news, but fully experiencing that. Oh my gosh, with fans back in the building for the first time for a playoff game at Edmonton. Since 2017. 
<laughs> it was an experience. It certainly was. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, Evander Kane, um, yeah, he hasn't, he's gone cold a little bit. I know Kane had his chances today. He got two great chances, but couldn't score. Uh, lately, Kane's been a bit of a down player. He's struggled to find his game, of course. We know the injury problem, but Evander Kane lately just has been uh, very inconsistent. He's someone who I think all of us want to see get go get um, his game picked up again come playoffs time because there isn't much time for him to get things back in gear again. That's a guy who's going to need to pick things up a little bit more. So, but we definitely will see what happens there. We definitely will see what happens. But no, it's going to be fun. Either if Edmonton's playing either uh, LA or Calgary, either way, those are going to be very fun series for everybody to see. I think it's going to be really, really fun. And I look at I look at the stats here again with McDavid, 64 goals. I just see how uh, Evan Bouchard, Evan Bouchard also got an assist on that McDavid goal. And Evan Bouchard this year has taken another step as a solid defender in Edmonton's lineup. He's played really well this season here. I've been a big fan of Evan Bouchard's game, taking the next step. And playing with Matthias Ekholm, has been very fun to watch. And you got Echo and like, talk to Matisse Echo. Echo himself has said that, hey, I'm a mentor here for Bouchard, but also Echo has been a great boost for me as well. Both those guys speak loans on each other. And Matisse Echo has said that Bouchard helped him as well. So to see those guys not only be complimentary of each other, but say that they've helped each other's game and see how they've been a very effective pairing is a wonderful sight on that back end. Uh, how many points would David have end of the year? Oh my gosh. End of the year for McDavid. <laughs> okay. Regu regular season, I will just say... Fucking points, regular season. Uh, one, 151 now. I will go regular season. I'll say 150... 155. I think he gets, people, he gets more points. He gets 155 in the year, I think. Playoff time. Playoff points for McDavid. Playoff points for McDavid. Oh, man. What is he going to get in the playoffs? Because we've seen McDavid turn it up at stupid levels in the playoffs. And we've seen Dreisaitl. We've seen Dreisaitl um, have a heck of a playoff series. Either one of these guys... Good friend for the um for the Conn Smite trophy come playoff time. Either McDavid or Dry Saddle could. Because we saw Dry Saddle play on literally one leg and put up 17 points against the LA Kings. But McDavid, that was the question at hand. So I'm just thinking back and forth in terms of who is going to be that guy. Okay, you know what? I'll I will say playoff points for McDavid. I will say. If Edmonton get yeah, great point, great point, Hayden. If Edmonton gets to the Cup final, I am going to say I will. I'll, I'll be. I'll go both. I'll say McDavid gets the Cup final. McDavid gets forty-two points. Forty-two. He gets the Cup final. Because I, I stop. I'm stop. I'm gonna stop being safe on Connor McDavid. I went too safe in my predictions on Connor. For the points in regular season, I called 122. He smashed my prediction by 30 points. So 
So I'm going to go 42 points for Blanco Carmen David if he plays the entire postseason against the Cup Final. 42. And Dreisaitl, I will say 38. Because again, McDavid and Dreisaitl in 16 games got 33 and 32 points after playing three rounds of the playoffs. Didn't play in the Cup Final. Neither guy played in the Cup Final. And they were 1-2 in playoff scoring. If you give McDavid and Dreisaitl the Cup Final as well too, boy, oh boy, that's going to be trouble. <laughs> that's going to be trouble. What death player do I see going off in the playoffs? Ooh, I know it's always that one guy, right? There's always that one player who gets on the heater in the postseason, is the big story, and is the target hockey world. So who is that death player for the Orleans? Ooh, wow, that's a great question. Who is that death player going to be? Who is that death player going to be? Hmm. I think I think it'll be fun to see Nick Bukestad be that guy. I think it'd be really fun to see Nick Bukestad catch fire for the Oilers. We saw what he's done in a short period of time here. We know he was on pace for 20 goals this year between Edmonton and Arizona. I think it'd be really cool to see um, Nick Bukestad catch fire and have a great performance as a third or fourth line guy. I know I know he's also two. I know he's not a depth player per se. I know he's not a traditional. I know he's not a depth player. But he can go up and down the lines. But I think it would be really cool to see Kyler Yamamoto, Kyler, step up in the postseason because we we've seen Kyler when he's healthy be a be an effective player in the postseason. I just need Kyler to step up as well too in the postseason. Him getting hot in the first round against an LA or against a Calgary, I would love to see it for his game and his confidence. And just, and just being a little pest. Because we saw Kyler. Jay says himself. Kyler plays inside your guy, guy's equipment. Kyler getting it together in the postseason would be a fun, fun thing to see for him. So, yeah. In terms of pure, in terms of a true depth guy, Nick Bukestad my choice to be one who becomes a story for Edmonton. The guy who gets the timely goal here and there. Guy, the guy who gets the overtime winner to set Rogers' place on fire. Because hey, being in the building when someone scores in overtime, that is fun. I get to be in Rogers' place when someone scores an overtime winner in the postseason for the home team. That would be another level of electricity in the building. Which D-man do I think locks in during the postseason? Ooh, locks in. Uh, I think I think it's already a foregone conclusion that we're gonna have uh, Matisse Ekholm lock in, but I think now that he's not called upon to be Mister Everything and do all and do as much he used to do, I think Darnell Nurse gonna have a great postseason. I think Darnell Nurse is gonna lock in and be a very effective blue liner come the postseason. Now that we don't have everything on his plate like we did before the Ekholm trade, I think this is gonna be the year that Darnell Nurse is an absolute rock in the back end during the postseason. And he deserves it. He deserves that level of success uh, come the postseason. And he's the guy that is so well-beloved in that locker room. So I think Donnell Nurse being that guy who locks in uh, is very possible this year. Because it's only, it's only a foregone conclusion we're going to get 
Mitzi's Ekholm stepping up come the postseason for Edmonton on the back end. We know what he's done before um, your New Year's pass for Nashville. So that's going to be very, very fun to watch. All right, gang, we're going to wrap things up here on Game Over Edmonton. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you had a and hope you enjoyed a fun afternoon. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. And hey, and if you want more Game Over, there is so much more to come tonight on Game Over. Every channel is active tonight thanks to 16 games on, on the NHL schedule. So you got way more Game Over to watch than just me here in my living room. You got Game Overs from all across the entire country to tap into on this fine Saturday afternoon and evening. Anyways, I'm Avery, and I am out of here. I'll be back again on Tuesday night, recapping Edmonton, Colorado. And I got a guest for you for my last game of the regular season. Tuesday night. I, I can't wait. We're going to do it right now. Tuesday night, our guest from ESPN, the one, the only, Greg Wyshynski on Game over Edmonton, Tuesday night. Don't miss it. You'll want to tune in. Peace. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.